Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, Empire. Thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. You are listening to the urban sports scene with Ray Jeezy. And myself, Wole. The homie Will T is out. Ray Jeezy, what's good, bruh? Wole, what's going on, brother? Four-game winning streak. Let's get it going. <laughs> I'm surprised that you're not more excited. I, like, I don't like the energy you coming on this show. I told you that when we did our post-game show the other night. Look, bruh, it's look. time to get hype. Playoff runs, baby. 2012, let's do this. Oh, 2012? That's what we're doing? Oh, I forgot to mention... We are also part of Amp Papyr Media, and you can check us out at amppapyrmedia.com. I mentioned that with the homie Will T's out, is out, you know, I'm not, he's full of under the weather, right, right? I you mentioned that, right? That, All right, cool, make sure. But, we t- I mean, might- but I mentioned a four-game winning streak, and now you're going back to Amp. <laughs> <laughs> you trying, trying not to jinx it. I, look, 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 look you, you went to college with me, bro. You already know how I am. I'm very, you know, superstitious. I don't know why you playing me like you don't know me. Like, you know I keep the same routine when something positive happens, bro. I don't know why you think I'm, I, I didn't change the yeah. scene up. You don't know me. You don't know me. You know what I'm saying? We was out there ch- we were chilling with Tip at Tip concerts, dog, when he was in Dream. So you already know. <laughs> love. It was love. It was love. It was love. Oh, it was love? Yeah, it was love. You're right. I'm aging myself. All right, man. You can- <laughs> Empire Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows, such as the John Kime Report, hosted by ESPN Washington football team insider John Kime, and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today insider Mike Jones. You can subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. This show can also be found on Podcast DC, the local app with hundreds of options in local news and health in the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all the Empire shows as well as other great content. Hey, don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene Sports Bloggers, Sports Podcasters, and Sports Debates. We'll see in the building, but I will, I will hit his little saying, let's get into our tradition. The pregame. Here's what we have on tap. Seawall Sports and Entertainment Candy Waller will join us to talk about the Washington football team defeating the Las Vegas Raiders and their upcoming game against the Dallas Cowboys. At 8.30, we'll talk about Devin Haney retaining his WBC lightweight title in a unanimous decision over JoJo Diaz and Tank Davis retaining his WBA lightweight title in a unanimous decision as well over Isaac Cruz. Al Jones from the world-renowned radio show In the Ring with Al Jones will join us to discuss the two fights. Finally, Testudo times uh, Maryland Terps men's basketball team beat reporter Sam Ostry will join us to discuss Mark Turgeon leaving the Maryland Terps. Right now, we have from Seawall Sports to Entertainment, Candy Waller on the line. This is a big difference from the last time we had you, Candy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey y'all how you doing it's good how you doing we are good <laughs> look i'm i'm good trying to get out of this state of shop like what 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 am i watching <laughs> look it was different a different vibe i was asking that question what am i watching the last time i was here <laughs> but now it's a different what am i watching <laughs> i know we had you on i think after the chief game last time and i remember we asked you something, and your response was just bad. Just bad. <laughs> now, look at what, look at what a change in defensive philosophy and a bye week does for a football team. 
Candy, what's your thoughts on this four-game winning streak and what were your thoughts on this victory this past Sunday? Listen, last week um, I was saying, where were we, at um, Monday Night Football. Uh-huh. And I said, um, man, if this team ends up winning this, it's always if they can win this game. Uh-huh. What does this mean? Uh-huh. Like, and they ended up winning on prime time, which, you know, this team is historically not <laughs> good at. <laughs> um, so bad. Well, they didn't even have a primetime game last year, I don't think. But anyway, <laughs> um, so it was a thing. Like, if uh-huh. if Washington football can go into Las Vegas and get a win, especially after the Thanksgiving game with the Raiders and Cowboys, where uh-huh. the Raiders came up with the W. Uh-huh. I'm like, if, if Washington can beat the Raiders in Las Vegas and they go on a four-game winning streak, into you know going into back home into this game with the Dallas Cowboys, I said this is huge. Uh, like this is I don't think most of us had this happening in uh, this way. And the comment that um, you all just made about the difference a bye week makes, I keep saying if you all recall, right around the bye, right before then, folks were like Taylor Heineke is not it. He's not it. It started to be more news coming out around the scouting that was being done um, for some of the quarterbacks that are potentially coming out in the draft. So everyone knew, you know, Washington scouts, they're going to this game, going to that game. There was actually the rumor mill started going about Washington potentially trying to trade for Mitchell Trubisky, uh-huh. and I'm like, I really think Taylor Heineke was like, listen, I have to stamp that I could play this position as a starting quarterback in this league on this team, and he has come back with a completely different – I mean, he always had that resilience, uh-huh. but he is he is completely bossed up. I call I, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, Taylor is bossed up to a whole nother level. <laughs> He's not of, of anyone across that line. And, and, and I love to see it. I, I have to be honest. I really do. Bossed up. I like that. I, I just think, and Ray and I, we talk about this often. I just think Rivera and I think before the, I mean, during the bye, they, they use that time uh, productively. And, mm-hmm. you know, you before the bye, they were trying to have Taylor, and I've said this before, Taylor Heineke play as if he was an elite quarterback, throwing the ball 40, 50, 40 some odd times and them just airing it out. And I feel like now they kind of took the reins back a little bit from that and said, you know what, it's okay to manage a football game. Um, you know, every once in a while he still gets lucky with certain passes as we saw against the Raiders. Like, he got lucky. Um, but he's not throwing the ball as much. You see him running um, when, he ha- when he has the lanes to run. Um, he's not throwing the silly passes often. And, you know, you're running the football more, which you're taking the hands of, you know, you're taking, you know, you're taking – multiple passing situations away from him by running the football more. I actually think that if if, if uh, McKissick had played, they probably would have ran the ball more, just that, you know, they felt like, you know, um, the only the only back that seemed to, you know, to get positive yardage was Gibson, but he was wearing down, and they didn't want to keep, you know, f- they didn't want to keep feeding him, and the other backs weren't as productive as he, he was. But um, I do feel like they looked at the situation and were like, you know what, our defense is playing good football. We have this ball control type of – this ball control type of mentality. We don't, we don't need to turn the football over. Let's just rein him in a little bit. And when we need him, him to make a couple plays, he'll make some plays for us. But let's make sure that he doesn't make the big mistake. That way he can, we can stay in games and win a football game. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's, he's efficient. Yeah. He's executed efficiently. And you're exactly right. They're not asking him to do something that is just beyond his ability to yeah. do. Right. And I think I want to go back to that, the Tampa Bay game, where I got to give him credit where it's due because I am good every so often for a drag. (laughs) And I will drag Scott Turner. (laughs) (laughs) I will. And he's, you know, to the point of Coach Rivera and his staff um, preparing and really watching the film and trying to really get these players to do where they're most effective and efficient. Uh-huh. 
I am good with that. Like, I'm good with that. And Scott Turner has been calling from an offensive perspective. He's given a, a bit of a mix of what's working, leading with what's going to manage the clock. Because uh-huh. everyone knows the quarterback that's on these other teams, they're good. Uh-huh. They're really good. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you don't want to give them the ball back at all if you can. Yeah. But if you give them the ball back late in the game, you definitely don't want to give them too much time because they will make a big play. And what were your thoughts on, um, you know, you know, a lot of people on social media, um, after, you know, after the game was over, it was, it was reported earlier, earlier that, you know, the thought, the initial thought was that tight end Logan Thomas, uh, was going to be out for the season. Uh, it seemed at that time people reported that he tore his ACL and his MCL from Ndokwe's hit. Um, but it looks like, you know, a report came out that, you know, uh, the reports, whatever, I mean, the test came out and at the moment it looks like it's better than what they thought it was. Um, First of all, what were your thoughts on the hit, and how big of a loss could this be for the team if he does miss the entire season or um, enough of the regular season? Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely it was a low hit. It was a low hit. Um, definitely should have been um, called, I believe. And you could just see it. The, the, the TV screen panned across um, Logan's face and – you know, I can just see the tears in his eyes. That's why I said, okay, he, he's upset, um, and rightfully so. It's great news that it, it's not the tear, um, but like you, you know, you just mentioned the reports are they're still doing testing to be really, you know, super clear yeah. on exactly where the damage is. Um, Logan Thomas showed just in the last couple games why everyone missed him uh-huh. and why this team decided to give him that, the contract that they did. He's a contributor, um, and I just believe that um, championship-winning teams, they got to have that tight end. They got to have that go-to tight end. It is is an important position to have someone dynamic in, and I think coming up on this game this week, this team is absolutely going to miss Logan Thomas. Um, That was a a blow for certain, and I'm sure, you know, no one more than himself wants to be out there. Um, I'm I'm so certain of it, uh-huh. um, but this team is absolutely going to miss that extra weapon out there on offense. Before we, uh, they need it again. Yeah, and before you, know, and one one more thing before we get into the Cowboys stuff, because uh, I know that's that's what folks want to really let's talk about. It's the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. for real. Um, the kicker Brian Johnson, you know, uh, he he kicked the game winning field goal with a lot of pressure. We're talking about this is his first, you know, the first game as a Washington Football Team kicker. And, you know, clutch situation. It's, it's a must need. It's a must win game. If they want to think about the P word, the playoffs, um, he makes a 48 yard kick, which isn't an easy kick. Um, your thoughts on one, Coach Rivera deciding to not go for it and having trust in the kicker and two, for the kicker to come up big in that situation. Listen, that was big because I was the one sitting there watching the TV and was like, you got to go for it, Mom. <laughs> You know, so they talk about we don't know him, Ron. Yeah. We don't know him, <laughs> and, but 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 Ron knows him. Uh-huh. You know, he 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 knows him. Uh-huh. And somewhere along the lines, he said, "Nah, uh-uh, we're gonna kick it." Uh-huh. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, oh no!" Like Ron, what are you doing? <laughs> but I said, "You know what? Ron has been making some decisions here lately." Yeah. You know, the number of, number of times he's gone for it on, on um, you know, the fourth down uh-huh. and just some calls that, that have actually worked out. Uh-huh. And I'm like, whoa. I mean, he's trusting his gut and he's trusting his players and he's trusting his kicker. And I was very impressed. Yeah. I was I was not thinking that this guy was going to – I didn't think he was going to make it. I was like, no, that's way too far for the new kicker. Uh-uh, don't do that. You got to get a little, <laughs> a little closer. But – you proved me wrong. No, you're, you're not lying about that. You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene, part of Amplifier Media at AmplifierMedia.com. Right now, we're chatting with a homie, Candy Waller, from, uh, sorry, Seawall Sports and Entertainment. So, all right, let's go right into it. It's, it's, Cowboy, it's, Cow, it's Cowboys week. We can't, like, BS it. It is what it is. This is the, like Ray said, I got to gotta amp up. Like, I really do. Ray, you're right. I got to amp up, man. It's the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. I feel like if I was in school or I was wor- at work, physically at work, I would see Cowboy fans and I would be in the mode for real to go at somebody. 
But yeah, it's Cowboys week. Come on, bro. Bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's every game, you can, you can gain ground in the division. You're one of the hottest teams. I should be amped, though. I agree with you. I should be amped. Maybe, maybe I am superstitious. I don't know if this is the reason, but you're right. I should be amped. Because I'm not going to lie to you. The Raiders game, when dude made the kick, I was boosted. I don't know. Like, I didn't know. Like, the Holy Ghost hit me. I, I felt a different type of excitement <laughs> when he made that kick. I won't even lie to you, bro. I don't even know why. At first, I was calm, and all of a sudden, he made it. I was like, oh, I started cursing all type of words. I didn't even know I can curse like that anymore. But we're to the Cowboys game. You know, this is, first off, before we get into the actual game, this is my fear. We talked about this on our post-game show after the Raiders game. Yo, yo, do you think FedEx is going to be mobbed by Cowboys fans? Or will it be, or watch the fans, will they show out? You know, I thought it was huge for uh, Coach Ron to, to say, hey, we, we need y'all. Mm. And just the, you know, the, the the desire and everyone coming out saying fans pack the stadium. Now, the flip side of that coin is, like, tickets are through the roof. Yeah. But to your point, Cowboys fans would buy those tickets, yep. like, straight up. They they don't care about that price. Uh-huh. Cowboys fans would show up for that team. They they are true. They are die hard. They they don't care. They would just they would come. Uh-huh. You know because they would. And, and a game that, that that is this important for the Washington football team. I mean, I'm sure it's important for Dallas as well, but it's super important for Washington. Uh-huh. And. The fans absolutely need to be in the building. It needs to look like a home game. And that's sad to have to say that at home, but it's mm. the truth. It needs to look like a home game. You're right. What you think, bro? You think, you think it's going to be like a home game, or you think it's like going to Texas? Uh, I like the point Candy just made about the price of the tickets. Mm-hmm. That may play a role. However, we're going to get to this question. I'm jumping ahead a bit, but yeah. I feel like this is the biggest game in the Ron Rivera mm. era. And if you as a fan, if you're really a fan and you want to see this organization do well, because we talk so much about how bad the organization is, why don't we help turn this around by showing up for this big game? Mm. The team is playing well. There's no negative story. You have a quarterback who everybody loves. The defense is finally looking like the defense that we thought they were going to be. Why not show up for this game? I'm not a Washington football team fan, and I'm excited about seeing this team play because, again, our shows, I'm sure Kenny agrees, all of us who cover the team, we're doing so much better now that they're doing better. That's the truth right there. <laughs> you ain't never, I know you ain't lying to me. I, I swear I've been on multiple podcasts this week just getting set for the Dallas Cowboys because they've been winning. Actually, the last two weeks, to be real with you, like folks have kind of reached out just to be a guest on their show because, you know, the team is starting to win. So everybody kind of wins when Washington is playing well. I, you know, you're right, right? I just don't know. It's, it's wild because after this kind of, after our post game show and just sitting back and listening to other people, I kind of get the vibe that other, you know, that a lot of folks are excited. You know what I mean? But it's just like, will mm-hmm. that translate to coming to the game? Because you can't have a situation, in my opinion, like, I think it is, and, and I know we're, we're jumping, jumping ahead a little bit, but I do think this is Ron Rivera's biggest game in, in terms of his era as a Washington football team coach and this era as a Washington football team coach because like, yeah, last season they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the postseason. That was a playoff game. But this is a little different. You're playing your heated rivals. We're talking about the Dallas Cowboys. They're in first place. You really have this – is, this is an opportunity where you're playing good football. I don't want to say – like, you're playing good football. And right now you got two good football teams because right now the Washington football team is 6-6. Six and six, So they're simply a, a good a good enough football team against the Dallas Cowboys who are world beaters in the beginning of the season. And now you have the opportunity – to create doubt, forget winning the division. I mean, they do have a chance to win the division, but to create doubt in the Dallas Cowboys' minds, if you do something in this game that can, you know, either a dominant victory or you just a victory to create doubt on that team on that sideline. I think it's a it's the, it's the game that as a fan you want to be there. You want to rattle Dak. You want to rattle Zeke. Like you want to say that you know what we helped our football football team get this W. And maybe if you're really a Washington football team fan, you know, and maybe put the coffin in the season for the Dallas Cowboys in terms of the expect, uh, in terms of reaching what they thought they were going to reach in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with with all of that. Um, and it's 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 happening in a way where no one is has. Expected this, uh-huh. right? And without 
key players. Like, you know, some of these games, you know, Logan Thomas was not a part of. You know, Montez Sweat has not been out there for all these wins. You know, Chase Young has now not been out there for all of these wins. Taylor Heineke, like we said, just a few weeks ago, we were like, listen, it's been nice knowing you, Taylor. You can go ahead. But it, and, and look at how he showed up. Uh-huh. And, and even the offensive line, you know, this offensive line is holding up. They're on their fourth center. Uh-huh. And and they're winning. They're finding ways to win football games against good, you know, we talk about good teams uh-huh. or great Definitely at least good to great teams, you know, especially quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, and, and it's kind of like I was I was thinking just earlier today, like, oh, you know, the difference with last year with Dallas when Washington beat um, Dallas both times last season, they didn't have Dak Prescott, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Dak Prescott is a key contributor to that team. That is a true leader of that team. But I said to myself, I said, well, let me think about this. Because I didn't think they were going to do it against Tom Brady. Yeah. I wasn't sure about what they were going to do with Cam Newton, you know, in his return to, to Carolina. Uh-huh. I definitely didn't see it coming on Monday Night Football against Russell Wilson. Uh-huh. And I didn't see it coming against De- Derek Carr in the race in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. Like, no way. And they, they, the, the morale is up. They're boosted. And these guys believe they can beat every single team that they play. That's the thing. They believe they can beat them. Yeah, I agree. That's almost like in a no-question sort of way. Uh-huh. Not, and it's not even like <laughs> or arrogant. It's just we're better than them. Yeah, and, and it's something that Ray, Ray would always talk about. It's all about playing with passion and playing with you know, like you give a damn, you know what I mean? Uh, and you see the, you see the reactions after these W's from Coach Rivera, you know, and, um, and the players and, you know, you get that college vibe that, you know, us against the world vibe. Um, when you see them celebrating after the game in the locker room and, you know, cause Washington always, they post them on social media. So you see, you know, like for instance, Jack Del Rio getting the game ball when he's just throwing an object to the board. You know what I mean? Like, they are they are in it like they have their own little ritual in terms of winning football games and, and what they do after it. So it's just like 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 what Ray would say they they playing with some type of passion. Like they really are. They're playing motivated. They playing with that energy. Uh, so and they like you said, can they believe? Like forget what anybody else thinks. Forget what the pundits say when they predict these games every Sunday or every Monday, where Washington is never really picked. They don't believe in them, but Washington, like the team, the players, they believe them. That's all they need. That's all you really need. So, can I just say go something? Go ahead, right? Go ahead, right? So, because, you. and I'm going to get Candy's thoughts on this because we talk about passion. We're talking about believing in one another, and we're talking about the bye week, all these contributors to the turnaround. However, I feel like there wasn't enough emphasis placed on the fact that they got a lot of new pieces, too, and it mm-hmm. took some time for it to gel. That's what I thought. I mean, you got Jamin Davis, who's young. Uh, he got criticized heavily on Sunday, but then made a big play and was was forgiven by everybody <laughs> right after that play. <laughs> that screen pass yeah. that he came from across the field and just showed that that blazing speed and uh-huh. why they drafted him where they did. But it takes a while sometimes when you do have new pieces to build cohesion and and, mm-hmm. and to build that chemistry. So I don't think we necessarily gave the coaching staff. Um, I don't think we gave them their fair shake to start the year. However, because of Jack Del Rio's reputation. And because of the way the defense performed last year, we had these expectations. And now you're seeing it, and that's a scary thing for the rest of the league. Do you think chemistry around this time of the season and heading into the playoffs, because they're going to the playoffs, whether they're division winners or whether they're a wild card team, what does that mean for Washington? That's an excellent point. Um, just a few weeks ago, I actually did a whole segment on that exact topic um, on my show, uh-huh. and I went through the stages of team building and teamwork, and I was like, what, what I believe we're seeing is a team that's trying to gel. They're trying to, to figure it out. I'm going to give you an example of one particular player who, in the beginning weeks of this season, y'all, I was like, if y'all don't get him out of that burgundy and gold uniform, I'm going to lose it. And it's a player that I actually really, really like. But he wasn't seeming to fit. I think they had him in a new position. That's William Jackson. Yeah, he's killing now. And William Jackson. Yeah, he's killing now. Look, uh-huh. William Jackson, if you're listening, please don't let me sound crazy come Sunday, all right? Because <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on, on your side now. So, <laughs> but he has been solid yeah. ever since they got back from the bye. In the beginning of the season, 
he was penalty. I mean, he was leading the league in penalties. It was crazy. Like, he just couldn't figure it out, but he was also in a new position. So to your point, it was new players, um, and every time you get a new player or put someone in a new position, everything shifts. Everything has to change. And so I do think they needed that time to get it figured out. And I think we're seeing what the – and I think they're still trying to figure it out in their winning football game. So I'm thinking, you know, especially with the injuries, we're still not seeing the team at its ceiling. Uh, Right? They're they're still gelling and trying to, you know, get things going because they're experiencing injuries and folks that have to rotate in and out because of that. But I think that's an excellent point on top of the fact that they actually believe that they can win these football games. So, All right, Candy. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, my bad. Real, I'm sorry. Hey, what you about to say, Wale? Because I'm, I'm getting ready to jump to a, uh, like a, <laughs> a conclusion type of. Question. Yeah, me too. It's basically, baby, basically a conclusion. It's a conclusion, Joy. Too. <laughs> like, who, who you got, Candy? You yeah. sound good right now. Yeah. But are you confident that you pick Washington against these boys? Listen, I'm, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm superstitious too. <laughs> so, the last few weeks, I've been projecting them losing. And they end up winning. And I actually, shout out to our girl, Karita Parks. I made a joke with her. Karita. This game last week. And she was like, well, I think the Raiders are going to win. I said, well, I think the last time we projected the Panthers winning and Washington won. So I'm going to project <laughs> the Raiders win too because maybe. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that Washington will win. Oh. I'm not saying that this is what our heart was just saying. I mean, but I'm going to be honest with y'all. I absolutely believe that Washington football can win this can win this game. Yeah. I do. And I'm thinking because of the, the length of time that it's been since Dallas played, you know, sometimes going a long time without playing doesn't work for everybody. Uh-huh. It didn't work for the Raiders. Cause, you know, the Raiders hadn't played since Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. And I think that was one of their, their challenges um, as well. So I'm thinking, you know, hey, maybe the same thing will happen to the Cowboys. They'll underestimate um, who's across the line of scrimmage. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they'll come out a little flat. I am concerned about their defense because I'm I'm impressed with Dallas' defense. I like them a mm-hmm. lot. I'm like they're good, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean everybody else had a good defense too. Yeah, for the most part. Oh um, yes. Uh, so, so you got you got so you got Dallas. Your, your superstition has Dallas. So I've been like I'm a little I'm completely opposite. Yep. I've been picking right um, the last with this with this Washington team. Yeah, so you uh, pick right and I'll pick. Uh, yeah, I've been picking kind of right. <laughs> uh, I, I just and I just try to be as real as I can to like you know the competition of competing. I do think Washington can win this football game. Um, I do. Um, I just think that they're playing better football at this particular point in time than the Dallas Cowboys. If you caught me four weeks ago where, you know, the Cowboys' offense was world beaters um, and everything was going right, I would definitely um, go on the side of the Cowboys. It does scare me that Amari Cooper's totally back, though. I, I won't lie. Like, Amari Cooper has become a Washington football team killer. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to Washington. I'm, I'm going to go to Washington, I'll say, 20, 24-20. What you got, Ray? Before we let uh, Candy go. Is Ray there? Yeah, my bad. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I try to I try to put myself on mute when I'm not talking. But I I, I I've been picking. I've picked the last four weeks. I picked Washington to lose, and they won each game. So I'm a, I'm gonna stick with that trend. I'm and hey, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Definitely. I don't think there's gonna be a lack of motivation on either side. Yeah, definitely. I agree. So, hey, Candy. Before we let you go, how can our um how, how can folks catch you? Or catch your show, and also how can I catch you on social media? Um, so let me go through the list and thank <laughs> you guys so much as always for having me. No on problem, no problem. Um, the show, so you all can catch Coaching from the Couch, the Washington Football Team update on Mondays at seven thirty, and Coaching from the Couch on the Sea Walk Sports and Entertainment Facebook page, and you can also catch Coaching from the Couch, the DC Sports Weekly update on the Seawall Sports and Entertainment Facebook page. Both shows are done live. You can also catch both shows on cable television. If you have Rise and Fios, it's on channel 11. And if you have Comcast Xfinity, it's channel 77. Every Friday, um, the DC Sports update comes on at 1.30, and the Washington football team update comes on at 2. 
Um, and also for like social media following uh-huh. at Seawall Sports um, on Instagram and at Seawall Se on Twitter. Well, Candy, thanks for being on. We know I, we, we totally appreciate you, and we'll catch you. We'll catch you uh, hopefully um, on a good little run. All right. All right, see you guys. All see right, you see. Again. All right, see you, Candy. Hey, right there, we got our next guest. So I'm not going to go to break, man, because you know this is the homie, man. This is the homie, you know. And you know, there's a big fight that that went down. Tank Davis, two big fights that went down over the weekend. Tank Davis and Devin Haney, they both retained their lightweight titles. Um, but I want to bring on the homie, you know, who knows all about boxing. Right now, we have Al Jones from the from the world renowned radio show in the ring with Al Jones. Oh, yeah, you What's up, my man? Hey, what's good? What's good, everybody? How y'all doing, man? Thank you for having me on the man. Hey, Al, I ain't seen you since you predicted Deontay Wilder. Hey, hey, you know what? My emotions ran in that last thing. It was all emotional for me, man. I wanted to see the brother take a victory. You know what I'm saying? So it was so good. I wanted, you know, but unfortunately things didn't work out as expected. Look, man. Hey, I was with you with. Hey, 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 bro. We also predicted. We also tried to go on the on the on the on the on the on opposite the spectrum and try to pick uh Porter to be Bud Crawford. I was with you. I ain't going. I was with you. Um, but you know, Bud was Bud though. Bud is. I mean, Bud is a very practical guy. You know, he he is an excellent boxer. I mean, he utilized his jab. His strategy worked for him. He clutched in time of trouble, uh-huh. you know, and he waited. He sat back and actually watched the the Errol Spence fight and waited for Sean to unwind. And when Sean would, you know, cock back and unwind and swing wide, Bud was waiting on him uh-huh. and took, you know, took advantage. I didn't know actually if if, if Bud can handle the pressure. Yeah. Sean Porter, because you y'all know just like I do, <laughs> Sean applies pressure. Facts. <laughs> you fold in the midst of pressure, then Sean is gonna take care and you know take care of business and get you out the way. But Bud, being the fighter that he is, uh, and a great boxer that he is, he waited and took full advantage uh-huh. of that, the same way Arrow Spence did. So Al, real quick before we get into like the the nitty-gritty of the fights that, that we saw uh, over the past several weeks or past, excuse me, past weekend. I mean, I know we, we just kind of went back a little bit, but uh, what was the vibe like um, in Vegas around that fight? Was uh-huh. it split? Did Bud have a lot of fans? Because Bud gets a bad rap for not having the greatest following outside of Nebraska. <laughs> okay, so with the fight with Bud and Porter, Bud's fans really showed up. Oh, okay. It was electrifying. I mean, he had, even though, you know, because Porter stays in Vegas now. You know, he, he had some fans, mm-hmm. but he he had a few fans in the building. But, I mean, I was overwhelmed. I was like one of the only people felt like one of the handful of people that was, you know, rooting and cheering for Sean. Uh, I mean, I stood wow. strong. I stood by his side, you know, through thick and thin. I, I, I stood by the homie. You know, both of us being from Ohio, uh, I caught a mm-hmm. lot of flack that night, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I caught a lot of flack. <laughs> because Bud people were there, they showed up, and they showed up good. You know, it was it was a little back and forth. But, it was. You know, Bud took his business and 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 uh, walked out with the W that night. He was a better man. Oh, tonight. man. I, I, I wish we could have had you on before. The me too, bro. I ain't going to lie, because there's so much I want to talk Tom about. Porter <laughs> has said so much since the fight on his podcast about the father-son uh, dynamic and how that contributed. His, his father was that happy throughout the entire camp, and that, you know, factored into the decision, of course, to, to stop the fight. But uh, anyway, we, we can't go there. Maybe we'll have to catch you, you know, on another day. But, of course, yeah. You know, you say you're from Ohio. We're from the, the, the D.C. region, and right up the street, of course, is Baltimore. And right. and, and B-Moore's own Tank Davis, he retained right. the WBA lightweight title with unanimous decision over Eastock Cruz. The fight, of course, was more competitive than many thought. What were your thoughts on the fight, brother? Hey, it was a great fight. You know, uh, Tank displayed a different dimension of yeah. himself this past weekend. I agree. And I was glad to see that. I mean, in D.C., in the DMV, 
you guys have a, you know, those brothers have a totally different, just straight head hunting, knock your head off, rock them, sock them, robot type style uh. of fighting. Especially with Barry Hunter. Uh. You know, Barry Hunter, a good friend of mine, he's been on my show. Uh, Barry Hunter, he, you know, the name of his gym is Head Hunter. Uh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, Barry Hunter, and, and, and it yeah. was good to see. It was, I was glad to see Tank. Floyd seemed like he had a, his hands on this particular can. Yeah, seems like I it. I know. Because Tank didn't come out with the notion of trying to knock out Aesop Crew. I agree. You know, he came out, he looked good, he showed a different, he showed defense, he showed a little bit more poise, he didn't get frustrated, he worked on a few things, you know, and, and they say he hurt his hand, you know, and 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 good to Isak Cruz, Cruz's defense, Isak had the ability to keep that right hand up and, and block that, that left uppercut from coming in. So, but I was overall impressed with the performance by Tank. It was good to see him, you know, box in another dimension uh-huh. and, and, and from a different perspective because when you go to that elite level, it's not all about a knockout. Yeah, facts. And you guys know, just like I know, Teofimo Cruz went into that. Yes. I mean, Teofimo Lopez. Lopez, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Thinking that oh, yeah. he could just walk through someone and, 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 and work on his power. You know, this whole fight surrounded around power. Uh-huh. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to come time when you, you need to exert some different uh, tactics and just, instead of just power because that limits you. You know, no, to, to, yeah. to a certain degree. No, I agree. It's, so it's, I can, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I can definitely tell that Floyd had a, a great impression on this particular camp for Tank. Do you know? What rem- I was glad to see Tank do yeah. his thing. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me it reminded me of where an Earl fought Mikey Garcia, and he just wanted to showcase like how he can box, like, and that was his thing. Like he knew he could, you know, er, you know. Earl can go to the body anytime he wants to and kind of just take you out. But he just wanted to fight from the outside and show folks that he can box. This is what, when looking at Tank, what Tank did on Sunday, that was what I was thinking. I was like, he was showing folks that he can, like, that he can box. He wasn't just trying to knock him out. I actually was real, like, I was mostly impressed with Tank in the 12th round because he basically did that with one hand, one, one hand, like, the whole time and outboxed him with one hand. I was so impressed with that. So impressed with but that. But he hurt his he hurt his hand around the six though. Yeah, but he wasn't doing. doing but he did That's like yeah. Crazy. He he did he hurt around the six, but he was still kind of using it a little bit. But in the twelfth, it was one hand, bro. The whole fight was one hand. I was like, and I was like, bro, and he was still getting landing shots with with the with the right. I was impressed. Like that twelfth round, I was so impressed because if Cruz wins that round, it's a split decision. You know, I mean, it's a draw, not split. It's unanimous decision, but it's one. One person could give him a draw, right? But it was so impressive. It was I was impressed. I was very impressed with that. Yeah, a lot of people had it closer. Yeah. than what the judges had it. Uh-huh. I mean, they had it closer. Was than it one one sixteen, one twelve, and and both one one fifteen, one thirteen, right? Right. Yeah. So right. yeah, it could have been. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, and it was. I mean, it was a great fight, and just like Tank had to give. Credit up to Isak Cruz. Yeah. And, and saying a star was born that night. You know, <laughs> a, another star was born. Yeah. And you got to give him credit. That man went in there and took care of business. He's definitely going to get another call mm. and more fights. And the possibility, I mean, the, and, and the Latino crew backed him up. The Latino nation, I mean, they, they loved him. They did. You know, <laughs> Latino showed up. And I'm going to tell you, when I was in Vegas, at the JoJo Diaz, Devin Haney. They over, they took over the building. Mm. Latinos really support their fighters, which is mm-hmm. good. And they took over. There were more, I mean, I don't know if you guys heard it on TV, oh, but yeah. they were actually booing Devin Haney. Oh, I heard it. In, in, <laughs> in his own backyard. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. That's a perfect segue. So what were your thoughts on that fight? Obviously, Devin Haney. He retains his belt, stopping Joseph Jojo Diaz, which wasn't a shock to me. I think Jojo is an overachiever, uh, excellent fighter. He's getting better as, as he grows. But Devin Haney is a, a special boxer. Maybe he doesn't have the yeah. most power, but he can box his butt off. And that's how 
he plans to win a lot of these fights. He's going to be tactical. He's going to take you to a decision, and he's going to win because he's going to hit you more than you hit him. Exactly. And more impressively, Devin also showed, he demonstrated that he can take a punch, too. Uh-huh. Because Jojo Diaz caught him and had him struggle sometimes. I was getting... I was a little leery and didn't know what was going on, you know, but I was glad to see he recovered from some of those shots. Jojo Diaz is hard, fellas. Out. And I saw the sweat coming out of Haney in the water coming out of his head. <laughs> Sometimes I see he got caught with some of them punches. But he demonstrated that he has a chin, too, which a lot of people was, you know, thinking that Haney's chin was suspect in the mm-hmm. Lenares fight when Lenares yeah. had him stumbled a little bit. And, and a spaghetti leg. Mm. But Haney demonstrated, like you said, he demonstrated all of that. He demonstrated the power. He demonstrated the tactics. And he also, last but not least, said, hey, I got a chance too. That was very good night for, for, for uh, Devin Haney. I was very impressed with that. Hmm. So what's next for these guys? You got Tank. Um, uh, not, not even Tank, I should say. It's Leonard Ellerby, who's on social media, just going off about who they want to fight, who they try to fight. He's saying they're not ducking anybody. Floyd gives mixed messages. Then, of course, you have Devin Haney, who he's going for Cambosis. What do you see for these guys coming up? Well, you know, I would like to see – I would. this is what you have to keep in consideration uh-huh. and, and what's going on right now. The WBC may throw a mandatory in there and just shake the whole game up. I would love to see Devin Haney get ready for Cambosis and, and fight – for a title, uh-huh. but then you have the sanctioning, the sanctioning belts and the sanctioning guys, they might throw a mandatory in there and throw a whole monkey wrench into everyone's plan. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So it's hard to say right now. I mean, Devin Haney deserves it. I mean, because Tia Fimo, unfortunately, was setting himself up for the Devin Haney fight. But, and, and you know, he wanted that and want and needs that payday, needed that payday. So hopefully he will have a chance to see Gambosis. And Tank, at the end of the night, he called Gambosis out also. And was, everyone has, I mean, Gambosis is walking around with a, with a, uh, with a uh, dart on his back yeah. right now. You know, with a dart on his back right now. So, and then you never know. We got Lamatico coming up this week. Man, the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. The boogeyman. So listen. <laughs> exactly. Lamatico may have the opportunity himself. I can see the WBC making him a mandatory mm-hmm. for Gambo. Nah, I'm so telling you, man. Mandatory for somebody. I don't see that one. I think I think the next fight for Loma is definitely Shakur. I think Bob Arum has enough influence to make that happen. And he's already hit it twice this week. That he's looking for Shakur, but now things that Shakur versus Loma. He's gonna, he's gonna, no, he's gonna protect Shakur. Yeah, he better protect him. Yeah, a top rank. He's gonna protect his investment with Shakur's season. I mean, he doesn't. He just lost Bud. Bud is, you know, signed with Mayweather Promotions now. From my understanding, that just happened today. Oh, he did. Signed with Mayweather Promotions. With Mayweather. So we may. Wow. Wow. Right. 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 So, so it's a lot of developing going on Ooh. right now. With Bud going to Mayweather promotions. And he doesn't want to lose. He doesn't want to upset Shakur right now. So he's going to protect his, protect Shakur and protect his investment. So, it, yeah, it's easy to do in-house, Loma and Shakur. But Loma will either be a man to watch the WBC or one of those mm-hmm. things bodies make him a mandatory. Mm. For the next fight, somebody even Devin Haney's mandatory. Right, we, I on, wouldn't be surprised. On social media, you, you see Ryan Garcia calling out Tank. Can that happen? I think that fight is electric. Actually, that's like the perfect fight for a viewer. A I think it's the perfect fight. fight. I think so also. But what's what, what's in it for Tank? Mm. Why fight Ryan Garcia? He he doesn't have a belt. Mm. What would beating up Ryan Garcia do for Tank? Nothing. Mm. So, Ryan Garcia, and I even hate that he's even mentioning, and I can't blame him. I, I'd throw a name out there, too, if I was him. Uh-huh. Even Roley is throwing out a name for Tank Steele. Roley needs to sit down and be quiet until he takes care of his personal issues. Uh-huh. But I, Ryan Garcia, the same way, should sit down and be quiet, get a couple tune-up fights, 
he's not ready to step in there with a with any of those top fighters right uh. now. After being over the layover that he had with injuries and mental breakdown. So they they really need to rebuild themselves, take care of the personal issues before they jump in there with their monsters. How about Haney and, and Tank? Well, how about just how about seeing them two go at it? <laughs> hey, Haney <laughs> stated I mean Tank stated that that's easy work for them. Uh-huh. That's a big money fight for, for those two. They can make a lot of money. People will pay to see that. Especially after this weekend, I can see that happening. But we got to, like I said, we have to sit back and wait and see if any mandatory are going to be scheduled now. Uh-huh. You just got to keep that in consideration in the back of your head with the mandatory uh-huh. that the WBC and the other sanctioning bodies may incorporate. All right, before we let you go, I do want to mention you because you said Bud going to Mayweather. That 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 just that just caught me. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's caught me. I won't even lie, like that just caught me. Like I, I'm still stumbling on that one. Like so, you said that. So what you heard that's happened today. Yo, what's the impact on that? That's crazy. Like that's that's a power move, man. I'm sorry, that's a power move. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if he wants to fight, if he wants to get in there with Spence, if he wants the opportunity. To, to, to jump in there and get the paydays and get the belt that an opportunity that he deserves, he had to do that. Uh, I mean, it, it only makes sense yeah. because it wasn't going to happen any other way. Al wasn't about to put his, you know, it's in-house now, yeah. quote, unquote. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now it's in-house. So he had an opportunity to see Spence, had that opportunity for a fight with Uga. So now we can, we can you know, it's going to shake things up. So I, I'm glad, hopefully, for my sources, hopefully that's, you know, it's edged in stone and, and, and about to happen because Bud Crawford deserves it. You know, in the boxing world, we want to see the best fight the best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's nothing like seeing that happen. So he had to go in-house reluctantly because uh-huh. Bob couldn't get it done for him. Top rank couldn't get it done for him. So Ugas and, and, and Spence, they got to watch out because here come Bud. Oh, that's crazy, man. Yeah, hey, you delivered breaking news on the show today. I appreciate I you, man. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like the same thing. I appreciate you. I was like, when you said it first, I was like, wait a minute, what, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I was like, right. hey, Al, before we let you go, man, how can our listeners catch your content and I'll hit you up on social media and tell them about your dope-ass radio show? Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's In the Ring with Al Jones on all social media platforms. Uh, also, mm-hmm. AJ in the Ring. You can reach me on that on AJ on uh, IG also. And I'm on 5 to 6 p.m., okay, on NewsTalkCleveland.com, 1490, W-E-R-E. You know, I'm, I'm with Radio 1. So I'm on the same platform as Ricky Smiley, D.L. Ugly, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and the rest of the fellas, Al Sharpton. So we're all on the same platform. You can get me there each and every Tuesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Awesome, awesome. Al, man, appreciate you for being on, yes, man. Sir. We do, and oh, definitely no, appreciate you. It's always a pleasure, fellas. Thanks for having me on, man. Urban Sports, I mean, y'all doing it. Y'all keep it up, man, because we we all going to get together and collaborate and, and yes, do sir. good things in 2022. Oh, definitely, man. Yes, you know sir. It. You know it. All right, Al, man, appreciate you, my man. Okay, have a good night. Have a good one. Again, follow Al on Twitter at N, I mean, N the Ring Al Jones. Again, at N the Ring Al Jones. All right, man, time to go to break. Maryland coach Mark Turpin stepped down. Says to do times beat reporter Sam Ostries will join us to, about the impact of Turgeon's departure after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Saint for ages. You dig? Deuces. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Myself, Wole, and we are part of Amplifier Media. Will T is out. Ray Jeezy. Right now, we are joined by Testudo Times, Maryland Turk, men's basketball team beat reporter, Sam Ostry. He's on the line. What's up, Sam? And, of course, welcome to the Urban Sports Team. Hey, what's going on, guys? I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for being oh, on. Yeah, we no appreciate doubt, it. No doubt. So I just mentioned to, to Sam before we came on that I was covering the ladies last week, and that's the move right now because they're the only <laughs> team that look like they're going to make some noise this upcoming <laughs> season. But, of course, the guys were in the news uh, this past week because head coach Mark Turgeon stepped down as the head coach, and that came as a surprise to many. Sam, what was your thoughts, and why did he step down? Yeah, I mean, like everyone else, I was absolutely shocked. I mean, when that, came, that news came out on Friday afternoon, I don't think anyone was expecting that. But really what it came down to was a couple things. I mean, First, he really didn't see a future here. Like, the way this season was going, they were off to a disappointing start. He was likely going to be fired after the year with the way the season was going, just based on their, he had been hearing it from the fans, pressures from the boosters, pressure from the administration, to win and win in a big way. And this team had expectation going in, and they weren't fulfilling it. So it was likely if this season was going the way it was, he was going to be fired. And the other thing was just the pressure of the job and the fan base and everything, the lack of support that he got from the fan base. It ended up getting to him. I mean, last Wednesday night, which was his last game ever coached for Maryland, in a loss to Virginia Tech, it was an ugly scene in the extended center. I mean, there was booze when he was introduced. There was fire, turgeon chants throughout the game. And then as he walked off the floor for the last time, he was getting, he was getting heckled. So, like, it was, it was just too much. Like, the fan, the fan base overwhelmingly, they wanted him gone. They wanted to see him fired, especially after the start the season had. So he made the decision, like, I've had enough. I don't really see a future here. Do I want my family to keep going through this? Or am I just going to walk away? And he walked away. Well, it's been that bad for him, even, I mean, within the, just the, the fans and the students? Yeah, I mean, like, he really did not have a lot of support mm. um, going into the season. Okay. And in this season, there was expectation. I mean, they were ranked 21st in, like, the AP uh, Top 25. And then, like, he created expectation. He said this team could have serious have a serious chance of going deep in the NCAA tournament, and then it looked like they might, might not even make the NCAA tournament. So, like, the, mm-hmm. the fans were the fans were nasty to him. You can debate if it was justified or not, but they were, and he had enough. So I, I kind of like the expectations of the fans and of the students because, to be honest, there are some programs who would love to have Mark Turgeon to make the, the NCAA tournament consistently, to have your, your school on TV and mention amongst the top teams. When Jalen Smith was your, your best player, these teams with good leadership, I'm talking about, you know, more sales, and other guys, uh, Ayala, you know, again, guys who have been solid players, they competed. They were right there in the discussion at the top of the Big Ten. Um, they would routinely defeat teams like Michigan State. He's been a good coach in my eyes, you know, but, of course, people wanted more. They were tired of him, necessarily, I guess, becoming stagnant. But – what would you say uh, would describe his tenure, or how would you summarize his tenure here in uh, College Park? Yeah, I mean, I think you're definitely right to say that he's a good coach. Like, I don't think you can argue he's a bad coach. And since he's been, um, since he left on Friday, you know, a lot of people have come out in support of him. Other coaches, a lot of big time national college basketball media members, and said he's a good coach. He's going to land on his feet and get another job. But, I mean, when you when you look at the history of Maryland basketball, it's a really storied program. The guy before him, Gary Williams, uh-huh. he maybe didn't end the best in his final few years, 
but he went to two Final Fours and won, won a national championship in 2002. So, like, the expectation is really high for a program as storied as Maryland. And to be honest, in the 10 years, he really didn't live up to that expectation. I mean, they went to one Sweet 16, and he had some good teams. Uh-huh. He recruited and put together some really good, uh, good, fun teams to watch. But they only went to one Sweet 16. They only won, were on top of the Big Ten once, was that 2020 year. And they could have done something special, but obviously COVID canceled that tournament. But that was a regular season Big Ten championship, and they shared it with two other teams. So at the end of the day, he won a lot of games for Maryland, and he was a good coach. They didn't. The Maryland fans didn't want to just win games anymore. They wanted to really compete at the in the postseason on the highest stage, and he consistently underachieved it. That's that's really what got the Maryland fans. Of course, of course, understandable. You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene, part of Empire Media, EmpireMedia.com. Right now, we are chatting with the Pseudo Times Maryland Terps men's basketball team beat reporter Sam Ostry. So, so, um, so Sam, how is it going to impact some of the, the new recruits that, uh, they, or recruits that, the people he brought in, um, this season and maybe some of the guys he was working on prior, um, during, during the season? Yeah, it's a great question. That's, that's what everyone's asking right now. Um, you know, usually what happens in college basketball when there's a coaching change, uh-huh. a, a head coaching change, there's a new guy comes in the following. Well, usually that happens after the year, yeah. but everyone will de- everyone will decommit, uh-huh. and the guys that were there, they recruited him, will probably be out the door. It's not clear really what's going to happen. I mean, um, Fats Russell, the point guard, he, he doesn't have any more eligibility after this year, so he'll be gone. Eric Ayala has one more year, year of eligibility. He was out, and that was Turgeon's guy. I mean, Turgeon really liked him. They had a great relationship. So you would think he's gone. But then there's Dante Scott who maybe before the year it was question, questionable if he was going to declare for the draft. He's not off to the best start, so I'm, I'm not sure that's going to happen. So it's not clear. If he's going to come back, Hakeem Hart, too. Um, Kudus Wahab, who's yeah. a transfer center from Georgetown. Yeah. He's a junior. Who, who knows if he's going to come back? I mean, there's so many moving parts. And really, at the end of the day, like you're not going to know until we know who the next coach is and if they can relate to them, if the next coach wants those guys. If the next coach wants his brand new group of guys yeah. and he's not going to give those other guys playing time then they're all going to be out the door i'm a georgetown fan i don't feel bad for wahab i don't i'm sorry i don't feel bad <laughs> for wahab at all <laughs> but but it serves uh but it's but you mentioned an interesting point i want about coaching danny manning's the intern interim coach i mean i grew up watching danny manning mm-hmm. as a basketball player I, I love danny manning as a basketball player but um how how is he receptive um rece- uh, received out there in college park yeah i mean what danny manning did like said he's a college basketball he's a basketball legend yeah too. exactly um so i mean he has a lot of respect from the players and he has head coaching experience uh-huh. you know if anyone was going to move this team through that through what they're going through right now um i mean I, I think he he's the good he's the right guy to do it just because he has had head coaching experience he's been around the game of basketball forever and you know if he can put together a, like a great run i mean he lost his first game against northwestern on sunday but if he can put together a run in this team goes farther than anyone is expecting right now, he's going to be in serious consideration for the head coaching job, too. That, that's a big if, but yeah. I think the team is responding well to him right now. He has a lot of respect in that locker room. Definitely, definitely. So but, hey, before we let you go, but we're winding down, before we let you go, how can our listeners catch your content, and how can they hit you up on social media? Yeah, so um, the site that I dominate. Uh, one of the editors for is Testudo Times. You can go there. We have a ton of Maryland basketball, football, all Maryland sports content. And you can follow me on Twitter, um, at Sostry, S-O-S-H-T-R-Y. Um, on Twitter, you can follow me there. You can look at my podcast that I'm doing, okay. all my articles that I'm writing. Just every, every, Everything's on there. So just that's the place to be on Twitter. Definitely. Hey, so what's the name of your podcast? Cool, oh, Make sure and subscribe to it. What's the name of your podcast? Uh, so I, we have two right now. So okay. One going collegiate chaos, it's called. Okay. And then another one is the Testudo Times podcast. So okay. Both on the Testudo Times podcast network. So if you follow me on Twitter and you follow that site, you'll see them all. Okay, I'm, I'll subscribe awesome. to it. Appreciate you. Appreciate you for being on. Awesome. awesome. Hopefully, gonna have you on during the season. Then. Have me. We'll have you on during again. It's not gonna be the only time. All right. <laughs> all right. I appreciate that. All right. Thanks a lot, awesome. guys. You're welcome. No problem. Thank you. All right, brother. <laughs> have a good one. All right, no problem. Have a good one. Again, follow Sam on Twitter at. S O S H T R Y. I want to make sure you make sure you all spell that right, spell that out correctly. I make sure I spell it out correctly so you guys can make sure you follow him at S O S H T R Y. All right, Ray, banging show. Appreciate everybody. I appreciate everybody, Ray, for being on, being on, and the guests.
Absolutely. Went smooth. Our guests were awesome, as always. They were all dope, man. We talked to Al, talked to boxing. We got more boxing to do. Bruh, I did when he hit the... Underserved here. Yo, can I I say this, dude? When he hit the... Yeah. When he said that, dog, when he said about Bud going to... Going with Mayweather, I was thinking... I know, I mean, Mayweather works with Al Heyman, basically, but still... Like that's big, it's especially with the the issues that Bob Arum has had with Bub talking about he could promote. He's hard to promote his own fights. You working with you know with the the one of the one of the icons in terms of promoting their own brand, bruh. That's big. I'm sorry, that's big. Yeah, you that's know big. what? I even looked. I'm looking. I'm still looking for it. Man. <laughs> that's what I said. Al, he he. He gave us a great nugget. We need to definitely circulate. Yeah, that we got to. We got to, bro. It, it doesn't sound like it's official. It sounds like it's his sources, but I trust him. I trust him. I trust and him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the guys that are are popular for covering boxing, like Dan Raphael, uh-huh. Mike Cobbinger, none of them have this right now. So uh, it'll be dope for us to get that out there, circulating online, uh-huh. and then to see it come to fruition. Facts. Because I think it's a great move for uh, Terrence Crawford to, to be with the I think it's amazing and get. Some big fight. I think it's the best move for him. Period. I think that's can, that can put and him somebody on. Somebody has a good relationship with Al Heyman. Yeah, Al Heyman. Yeah. Uh, the fan base. Uh, we're talking about Mayweather. <laughs> he he transcended. So yeah, it's it he's is making the right move. Tank that's, is the biggest star in boxing, arguably outside of Canelo. Oh yeah, not man. Canelo in large part yeah. because of Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, exactly. Like Canelo. Well, no one beats Canelo. Like that's a whole different brand to draw. But you're right. I think Tank arguably. Yeah, I think you, you could be right in terms of pay per view. Uh, pay per view buys. Um, I mean AJ's probably bigger. Than, I mean that's that's different. That's, that's a well, different no, monster. No, world, worldwide AJ. I'm just saying in terms in the US. In the US, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. The I know. excitement he 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 generates for fights. Oh, because he's a knockout artist. Yeah. Everybody wants to see. Tony I think he's fight. the most exciting boxer. Um, him and Canelo, like the two most exciting boxers in the game. I totally agree with you, bro. I'm not taking that away. I think I think Mayweather has done wonders for Tank in terms of making him one of the big like a big pay per view draw. And I think he would do, I think mm-hmm. he would definitely make, I feel like if Mayweather got Bud, I know we're going a little bit over about to end the show off anyway, but if Mayweather got Bud, I think Bud can rival Canelo. Like, I just feel like he, in terms of pay-per-view buys, I think, I got, I have that much respect on Mayweather's name in terms of how to promote one a brand and promote a boxer. He's already shown you what he can do with, with Tank. Forget what the resume what people want to talk about. If you're going to use, if you use the resume argument, Think about how good Mayweather has promoted this kid where the resume thing isn't hindering him in terms of being a must-see a uh, must draw. Put it that awesome way. Awesome point. And you know what else, bro, that, that made me think? Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know if you watch uh, the Porter Way podcast. Shout out to Sean Porter. Yeah, Great show. He interviewed Terrence right after they fought. I saw that. They are friends. I saw that. Day. I saw that. And you saw when, when, when Terrence was on the show, he said, People told me they couldn't even figure out how to download it. Yeah, I heard. I saw that. I saw the same thing, dog. So, so how I interpret that now is why would I go to the zone, which is another app site? App, yeah. I'm going to go over here either with Al or I'm going to go with Mayweather because Showtime right now, even though that's expiring, you get Terrence Crawford. There's no way Showtime's not going to re up that deal. Oh, hell yeah. PBC, that's the way to go. That's the way to go. This app driven or download driven. This app driven, it's terrible. I don't care what you tell me. It's terrible. Right, the, the site you got to watch because you know what it's, it's a deterrent sometimes yeah. that you got to have a monthly subscription just to to watch a watch fight like a Devin Haney yeah. fight or watch um, a ESPN fight, which is why Bob when he promoted Fury or when he you know signed a deal for Fury Wilder, he's like, no, we're going to do this as a shared promotion because he knows how big of a deal it is yeah. that people want to see Wilder fight. But oh. with Bud, it's like he 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 spider Bud, so yeah. he's like, nah, you're going to fight on a strictly uh, ESPN Plus pay per view fight. People gotta download this, yeah. and pay for it, if they, or, or pay for the monthly fee if they want to watch. No, and that's messed up. So, Wait, he, he, I'm glad. For, I'm happy for Bud. I am. I'm totally happy for Bud. That was a that, if if true, and I believe it is. I believe it's true. Um, that's that's a that's a not that's a knockout move, bro. That's a that's a body bag move right there. That's that that thing is real. All right, we are not making our Week 14 NFL picks on the show, but you can check out our picks on the Football Garbage Time po- website. 
uh, just go to www.footballgarbagetime.com. You can subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. You can check out the home of the Urban Sports Scene, Empire Media at EmpireMedia.com. And this show can be found uh, on Podcast DC. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Empire shows as well as other great content. Hey, th- again, thanks for, thank you all for listening. Hope you all enjoyed the show. You've been listening to the Urban Sports Scene for ages. Yiddick, deuces, a mega. Lead us out, big homie.